0: Welcome to Declarations of War. I am your host, Alexei of Card, joined by my co-host, Ian Tan. Howdy, howdy. And Artemis Elbows.
1: No. Not again. No. <laughs> Not again. I told you. Our
0: special guest this evening, Eve YouTuber and podcaster, Tyron Scorn. Yo, what's up, guys? And CSM candidate from Rota Capella, Vic Jefferson. Hello. First off, some shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Tweak and Chef, our two newest capitalist army members. I uh, haven't had a chance to fly with Shep yet, but he's a Nord Academy pedigree. Uh, hasn't quite graduated, but he's going to be finishing off his PvP training as a member of the Capitalist Army. Have had the opportunity to fly with Tweet. He's an awesome dude. Going to talk about that more on our host highlights section. Uh, but also a special shout out to my cousin Pete, who is coming up on his one month anniversary in EVE. He just picked up his first solo kill. I am so proud.
2: Uh, my host highlight is to, uh, well, my shout-out, I suppose, is to the many, many people of Providence who attempted to figure out just what the heck was wrong with my computer. Uh, it decided to, uh, randomly on Monday that it was just not going to cooperate with me, and I had to take it apart and figure out what was wrong. So many thanks to those tireless tech support workers.
1: My shout-out's going to probably Block. They really know how to show an invading force a good time, but more on that in the rest of the show.
3: Um my my shout outs go to Rick Jaffix for uh, helping me out with a uh, awesome background from uh for my corporation and uh he actually made me um a character trading card that he does so that that was awesome and uh shout out to my corp I guess
0: and Vic meh meh <laughs> you
4: got no
2: one to thank no one has helped you in this
0: past year. not week even you want to thank CCP
1: perspective
0: CSM voting I will thank you for a wonderful game you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Road Capel, not even worth a shout-out. He doesn't, doesn't even cast. <laughs> Failing Alliance, okay, they're doing terrible.
2: Okay, stop it now with the fucking Trump impressions. <laughs> You're gonna get people mad triggered.
0: All right, you guys, one more. We've got a very interesting new sponsor for this show. Have you had any experience with high-sec wars? Do you think there need to be changes in the Wardex system? CSM candidate Toxic Yakkin is currently looking for players to join the War Deck Project and open a group on Discord for the community to discuss ways to improve current War Deck mechanics and gameplay. You don't need to be an expert on the subject matter or anything like that. Just join in on the discussions, make suggestions, give your feedback, toss things back and forth, help design a better system for wars. You'll find a link to the War Deck Project Discord in our show notes. Join in the discussion today.
1: This guy, not even on CSN yeah, yet. Toxics. Already reaching out to the community, getting conversations started, having things happening.
2: Putting his yeah, money where his mouth is. I like I him. can actually vouch for this disc. It's a place that I like to hang out and get pinged by very angry War Deckers and people who get War Decked constantly. It's very fun. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I'm currently how many, uh, also there as well. I can recommend I wonder how many
3: money he put, it, uh, put into this. Uh,
2: he put in exactly one money. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the censorship rates on what? Declarations of War are reasonable, but not for pores.
0: Well, well, I don't know, some poor's. Definitely Definitely right. for, for a we given can work out a pay-as-you-go
1: as you go system, so if you're thinking about advertising on Declarations of War, a bit worried about the investment, just contact us. We'll work with you, we'll get you on a payment plan, low interest rates, it'll happen. It'll be fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just don't default or they'll send MC off. Coming soon like you have second corporation and loan sharks are us. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I actually did have that idea
0: super briefly of doing like an Eve not crowdfunding thing, but like micro loan.
1: But eh We've got some dudes who do it with within mercenary coalition. Apparently we've oh, yeah? got some some backers who Back people who know what people to trust, and so they give their money to a third party, and then this third party loans it out to people who are trustworthy, shares some of the interest with their backer, as I understand it. Very interesting. Another interesting news, though. Our poll this week, Jin gets something right.
2: Just barely, wow. he does. Yeah, I, our... I will take it. I think this just shows that people are very divided on the issue at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I have a thing about that. So, we asked,
0: is nullification on Interceptors a net positive for the games? The The podcast was extremely divided on this issue, and so is our audience, apparently. Uh, 57% say no. Yes, 43%. Separated by a single vote. Now, my my question to Yin is, the CSM was 100% on this issue, according to the minutes. And you guys... All were definitely negative on nullification, but you know the podcast is is divided, listener base is divided. You heard a lot of conflicting feedback from the community. Do you think there's a disconnect there between the CSM's experience and the experience of the broader community base? And if
2: so, what would you ascribe the cause? Some of that's obviously going to down to the fact that uh, we have a different level of experience in using notification. Like, if you u- abuse something for a long periods of time, you end up with a pretty negative view on it. I mean, I know people hate the shit out of Slippery peats for how broken, uh, not how broken they are, but how, like, obnoxious they are to fight, but still use them every single day. Um, What else is... The, uh, and also, just the fact that you know, maybe there there is some sampling bias, you know, but people who've been in the game for a lot longer have a very different view on it. And, you know, some people see things differently because of that. Uh, At the end of the day, I I think uh, to a degree, I also think that some people who vote yes are people who use them regularly, um, but don't see, you know, but use them in a way that's less being less abusive towards the mechanics, like the whole getting ahead of the fleet that we talked about in our previous episode, which was one of those things that really uh, helped me to understand the issue from you guys' perspective. I really do appreciate that example, because it helped to trigger a pretty decent conversation with the rest of the CSM. Actually,
0: well, I suppose you're not going to be able to go into detail on. on it how that... It was
2: just between the CSM, but I don't like to talk about it particularly. It's you know, yeah. All right. All
4: right.
2: yeah.
0: but very interesting. Um, speaking of of you know the whole zero zero dance, which I think the question of interceptor nullification is pretty tightly tied to. Uh, Brave is reuniting with S. This is
4: amazing.
0: Local, they're now putting gifs of local on Reddit of like just how AIDS all the pace spam is and all the memes and AC art and crazy shit of having the two of them in the same
2: staging system.
4: I can, Holy I can finally
2: go to g I can finally go back to GTAC 8. Everything is like it was in 2015. Well, I will be able to once my computer gets fixed. And it'll be joyous.
0: It is. It's like things have come full circle. The same same area, same friends.
2: I can, traumatized- I can traumatize a whole new generation of people with armor phantasms. It's going to be <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm back meta from 2015. <laughs> So,
0: yeah, and I think you're the person to speak to because you've got your finger in the pulse of Southern politics. Because two questions. What drove Brave to come back and rejoin Test and rekindle that friendship? And what are going to be some of the consequences? What are the fallout, or likely fallout, from this pretty monumental alliance?
2: Uh, basically, the long and short of it was that uh, Brave were getting pretty fed up of getting hilariously farmed at every opportunity they wanted more time to basically sit down and and build themselves up again they did really well actually after you know because after they fell out of catch the first time everyone thought that it was the end for brave they their leadership basically collapsed um but with the guide of uh, dunk dinkle and a couple of other people who i don't recall the name of unfortunately so i apologize to those guys they have been able to bring themselves back up to the kind of same leadership state that they were at before where they kind of understand what they're doing and they're refocusing on helping new players and that's been absolutely wonderful to see as well. I think brave newbies are in a great place. Um, But they do need time to sit down and you know, not be being at war constantly. Brave newbies does not work well when it's at war constantly because that means they've got to focus on getting their new players involved in a war constantly and that will burn you out. Um, so as a result, they've decided to go a place where they will have much more, you know, friends. Uh, it's actually kind of, ironically, uh, the opposite of what happened to Test originally, because a Test crashed on Hero's couch in the Brave Coalition uh, back when they were struggling, uh, having just come out of, um, what was it, I believe it's Faction Warfare? No, Wicked, was it Wicked Creek or Faction Warfare? I think it was Faction Warfare, and then they went to Wicked Creek after the Hero Coalition fell apart. Um. So it's a, nice, uh, it's a really nice turn of events there. Uh, one of the main things that's happened as a result of it, however, is that we've seen some PL and NC movement towards um, Curse. I don't know if that's just a mess with people or if that's particularly serious. Um, we will have to see. But I would say that a PL uh, deployment to Curse wouldn't be out of the question.
0: I believe it's... I, mean, I don't know if it's happening in full swing, but I uh, room through catch on Friday, and there was a lot of shit that was reinforced. Like, station services disabled, that kind of thing.
2: I can't speak as much for that, because I've not been able to uh, log in and take take the temperature of, like, who's doing what where, but I will be keeping an eye on it. Who knows? I might have another war in the South to cover soon enough.
0: <laughs> I think it'll probably be more of a farm war than anything else. Like, I don't know PL that. PL just does that. When they don't have an invasion to participate in, they pick, test, or brave, and go farm the crap out of
2: them. Sometimes
0: well, to death, not always.
2: The interesting thing was that when during the Tribute War, um, it, test and CO2 were in a very interesting position where they were effectively sandwiched between the PL, uh, PL's uh, sphere of influence in the Guardians of the Galaxy Coalition, and their escape route through LOSEC, which was actually where uh, PL and NC were attacking them through. So what you ended up with was, you know, Test and Test having no one, Test and Co two sorry having no one to turn to, whereas now in the south they have a greater degree of allies. They have, you know, they've they've definitely acquired more people, and I can't help but think that uh, Goons and even to a lesser extent Providence would be willing to help. Uh, you know, Test were they were they invaded by PL in the south? You know, they're in a much more stable position there. And seeing as Brave are part of Test's coalition, I imagine that would be in full effect.
0: Yeah, definitely puts them on the sounder footing for just about everything. Oh, and yeah. with the new sob system, I think, uh makes a lot of sense for Test as well to have another really populous alliance in that area because I mean test even as big as they are, nothing could fully utilize all the systems in
4: catch.
2: While well, tests aren't predominantly living in catch, they are leaving catch as kind of a um a training ground for smaller alliances. I believe they do own a couple of constellations, but the vast majority of it is held by uh, drone walkers, uh, dangerous voltage and tactical supremacy, and uh, a couple of smaller alliances. So where do you see
0: Brave actually settling out? Are they going to get their own area or hang? I, I believe they'll on probably be staying.
2: They'll probably be staying in Catch. Um, I imagine that's where they will be working. Kind of like tending to their humble crops.
0: <laughs> well, I'm pretty psyched about it. Love Brave. Have always loved Brave. Big fan. Um, fantastic. Like the match made in heaven. Born to be together. Uh. You know, sometimes when they fight, it's like Loki and Thor, and then of course they'll team up, and it's like the good part of Thor: The Dark World, and yeah, it's like a whole thing.
1: I heard somewhere that Test Bros. Best Bros.
2: Mm, I think Testies are besties.
4: Mm, I so, what do, our, what
2: do our other what do our other guests think about Brave? Brave? You had positive or negative experiences with them?
4: Ooh, um,
3: I don't know. I think it's a good thing that they're in the game and that they're accepting newer players. I don't like that they have given up their neutrality sort of thing. I, I think they started out being neutral and just, you know, fight everybody and now they're uh they're sort of like the bash- bastion, like a meat shield for other people to
2: shoot. Like, whoa, whoa, tire. I, I don't know. Come on now.
0: Uh, I, I
3: I don't know. I, 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 How dare I, I, you. <laughs> I mean,
2: how oh, dare you besmirch the good name of Bastion?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I I I would have loved to see like a really neutral party that just roams through oh, through Nulsec and um, just picks fights for everybody. And now they're again like they're allying themselves and building stuff. And I I, I don't know. I don't know how to how I feel about that.
1: Is this a um, sort of a showing of what the solve mechanics may be having on the social and the uh, poly- political nature of NullSec? Is oh. it no longer feasible oh, yeah. for a individual entity oh, yeah. to just go around and pick fights, in your opinion?
3: Definitely. Like, um, I, I think Alex might have remembered uh, Jade from Lost and Eve uh, talking yeah, about this co- constantly. Like, he wanted to be his own entity like and, and start from scratch be completely independent and he never he never really achieved that goal because he had to ally himself with other parties and he, did, it, it, he didn't really want to do that and well here's
0: and here's the reality of Eve right if you want to do anything that's attackable by another player. And like in terms of structures, take a system, whatever, if you don't want to get that kicked over, you need to have complete military supremacy. And it doesn't matter what sub system. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're talking passes. it doesn't matter if we're talking Citadels, POCOs, uh, SOB system, whatever it is. If you can't, by yourself, by your alliance alone, completely defeat an alliance of every other player group in the game, then you don't have enough, and you need to be prepared to get your shit kicked in. Because yep. it'll happen to you eventually. And that's, I mean, look, just look at World War B. It can happen to literally the mightiest, and happens very frequently to the not mightiest. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's nothing to do with the sob mechanic, that's just eve Warfare. If you can't make friends, and you want to go it in on your own, then you better be fucking massive, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to do it on your own. And unfortunately, even being you know your own alliance with that many people in it, I mean, we're talking, you'd have to get tens of thousands of players. You know, at that point, you're making internal compromises and deals and politics as well. So, uh, it's very nice to say, but you know, I think the reality of the size of the game and, and just the nature of Of how EVE combat works. And that it's not instanced. That you know. I think there's like a mid-level goal. Which is like be a regional power. yeah, And that's somewhat more attainable. But as soon as you get there. You are now a target for. The largest group that gets dislodged. From some other region to come in and push your shit in. Or for PL to come and farm you. Or whatever the situation is. So you're always going to be faced with that choice. Where you're going to be outnumbered and outgunned. By the rest of the game. Unless you outnumber the rest of the game and can outfight the rest of the game by yourself without any help from anyone, and there's just no one that can really do that. I don't even think EPL could even do that.
3: Yeah, true. I, I don't I don't know. I just I think uh, Eve has has become smaller in terms of uh you know everybody knows knows each other now, like everybody knows who uh, how to contact each other and. Um it's it's hard to stay out of it, sorta sort of, sort of, to sort of speak.
2: Welcome to any time, like post two thousand and
4: nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean after, I still feel like Skype. it's a relatively
2: new
0: phenomenon. I wouldn't seem in oh nine, I'd say like two thousand eleven
2: ish even. I think you're really over like really underestimating how much diplomacy is good, like it, it's always expanded with technology. Technology has almost always been the key limiting factor for communication in Eve. How easily can I talk to someone else? And that's why we yeah. saw that's why we saw World War B be so effective, because Discord was like a key part of that, in all honesty. Uh, even before that we saw Jabalon five giving Goonswarm a a massive advantage when it came to diplomacy. Because they were able to basically just get everyone in a single location. And constantly hammer out discussions. After that, we saw Skype start to take priority, and now we've got Discord. It's very, very interesting.
4: Mm. Yeah, like
3: like someone, someone like me who who started in 2009, I believe. Like speaking to someone like the Matani was like impossible, and now I, I've got like 50 options to get in touch with him. And if he doesn't respond to the one, I'll. I'll... I'll I'll get a response on the other like it's everybody's so visible now with all these third party tools outside of the game that obviously also becomes a lot easier
0: and not just third party tools I mean you want to talk to Matani I barely know the guy Um, we're on you know we talk and it's friendly but I don't like hang out with him hang out with him I've still seen him more often at like various eve events and I've seen my best friend in the past two years.
4: <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: If you go to these events, like you start running into the same people, and it's really hard to be mad at somebody who you're like, you know, you you you're waving and shaking hands and you know, hanging out and chatting and sharing
2: stories. A beer is the best diplomatic solution to any problem.
4: hmm
0: <laughs> But speaking of Eve becoming a small world, we have co hosts at war. The uh, Mercenary Coalition has accepted a contract versus Providence, and my, 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 it is going quite explosively.
2: I like how the first knowledge you had of this was me just posting reluctantly in the Declarations of War podcast channel.
0: Oh, I i knew there was the talk of the contract. I didn't know they got their
2: shit kicked in. Fucking
0: hell. But I, I, will, I will say that while there, and well, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in depth, while there have been some uh, unfortunate fleet combat losses for Mercenary Coalition, uh, they are winning currently at 67%. It doesn't win
1: wars. Wow. I suppose um, ADMs and PAWS staying online and consistent fleet numbers around the clock in order to compete in a uh, 23-7 EVE online is what wins wars. What wins wars is the fact that both sides are bringing out Drake fleets today. That's what I'm saying, I love it. What? Well, speaking of today, we'll leave the the Drake fleet apart, because that should be another topic on its own. But uh, Pravi had some losses on their own. So the early losses we had versus Pravi, we really underestimated their ability to bring the entire block together put together very large fleets. uh, Providence on their own, the alliances which make up Pravi Block. the majority of them are larger than MC alone. And it was sort of a thing where you don't really expect Pravi Block proper to be as coordinated as it turned out they were. And certainly that could be attributed to their history pushing off invasions from Triunvirate as well as other people who just go in, roam around in Pravi. They're constantly fighting someone, constantly skirmishing. And I'm sure that's a really good place to breed uh, good combat pilots as well as good FCs. But the thing that really hurt us was we underestimated the capabilities of the Nightmare Doctrine in the war zone that we were driving into. And, um, Jin and I at some point are going to be having a theory crafting corner on the Nightmare, what it does well and what it does not so well. Because so many in MC have been seeing the Nightmares perform phenomenally well under the hands of Pravi Block who are very experienced with them and are wondering why doesn't MC have a nightmare doctrine? And I'm sure this is a question in many other people's minds. PM, I think Snuffed has even brought out nightmares. I think Test has used them in the past as well at the end of the Tribute he War. not them. Yeah. So they're a very interesting doctrine. We'll talk about that more. And underestimating them was certainly underestimating the nightmares and underestimating the ability of Pravi Block to work in a coordinated fashion was the um, the folly that MC made at the outset of this invasion. But... This morning, we started to see the tides of war in turn. Pravi block came into MC's second staging system. It was very interesting with MC. We're a nomadic alliance. We move around from contract to contract. We have a couple of assets in a particular system in low sec for staging purposes, also with work with the New Eden trading company. But apart from that, we move. And so effectively what happened is on a Friday night, Ping went out saying, Hey guys, get ready to deploy. Move ops to EOTZ tomorrow. And then by Sunday morning, all of MC was deployed to a low sec, a few jumps out from Pravi, particularly the KVPA entrance. And then we found out that entrance wasn't very good, the capital jump ranges and things weren't to our um, specifications, and so we deployed again. We moved staging systems, and again, 36 to 48 hours later, all of MC is in a completely new staging system and in fighting shape. And the second staging system is where Pravi came out with 200 or so nightmares, or at least a fleet of 200 or so in nightmares, reinforced a pause that was, we were particularly attached to it, you know, we like our stuff, we don't like people poking at it, and uh, it came out this morning, AUTZ, I woke up at 4am my time, it was uh, an interesting fleet to say the least, flying with my AUTZ bros, and we killed some nightmares. It was phenomenal. Yes, you did. Yeah, it it was a particularly impressive fight from your side. But was... I will
2: note that this was attacking you because you haven't successfully reinforced anything yet. Just saying. successfully
1: reinforced. Oh. Are you kidding me? Have you seen the number of timers that you have going on in your sovereignty systems? And how many of those did you succeed with? That wasn't the question. <laughs> you said reinforced. We reinforced uh, plenty sorry. of stuff,
2: Jen. How how much how much how many fights or how many second fights fights in our time zone have you won again?
1: How many have we taken? Two. How many have we lost? Two. How many of you taken in our time zone? One. How many of you lost one? Seems one more fight, and we'll definitely find out if this war is evening up. But in any case, fun times just, are being had. Me. Jin is smug as smug can be. I'm gonna get him a <laughs> smug mug and make sure somebody in MC takes it over to him at Fan Motherfucker, Fest. I just
2: wanna like, I just wanna remind you, by the way, that you're not you're not even fighting like me and Vardinder, and well, you're fighting Eos Cannon and like Dinthio. So that's like. Solid A tier. But most of your fights, especially in AU time zone, against like people who have not ever run straps before, and you're still taking losses, so you might want to fucking step your game up, boy.
1: I'm taking, so torn. Taking losses, you say? Yep. Yeah.
2: Losing ships.
1: Hmm, okay. So, in Jin just, Tan's book, if you have a fight and you lose a ship, you've already lost. Pack it up, go home, that's it. Morale victory one on the side of the defenders or the attackers, doesn't no. really matter. Your FC team is clearly inferior. You should just go home.
2: You're using your A team. We're like we're, you, we're using the people who you pick like middle of the pack in the dodgeball team, alright? And we're still wrecking you. Like well.
1: Wrecking you know. I think is certainly not the term to use in the AUTZ fight. In the EUTZ fight, certainly so. And I would attribute that mostly to the fact that we're taking fights at the very least outnumbered two to one. And at the very worst outnumbered four to five to one. So certainly yeah, some we'll underestimation practice. on our part, and perhaps some bad decision-making, but nevertheless, I don't think you can quite attribute that to inferior fleet command uh, human capital, if you will.
4: I no Hey, no
2: um, Artemis, I can't. Well, let me just tell you, I attribute this entirely to a lack of human capital. Can you stop me from saying that? No. Take my systems, and, we'll, and I'll <laughs> accept defeat.
1: <laughs> All right, Jim, throw in the gauntlet.
0: Powers we'll of have... the president will not be questioned. Let me test that theory. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there we well, go. I will say this, that Artemis, no one is saying that the quality of MC's FC core has been on a steady decline since I left. I don't think anyone out there is saying that. I'm certainly not saying that. You know, I think Jen is just making the point that uh, right now the, the bench for Providence seems to be a little deeper. That's all I'm hearing.
1: Well, we'll see how the tides turn. We'll, we'll keep at this. We'll bring you more updates as the Invasion continues and as the Declaration of War podcast goes into fewer newer episodes. But
2: Smug I'm sure we'll find out when you guys find that you need to take another contract somewhere else that mysteriously pays more money. It'll be great. Wow. <laughs> so I'm, just laying, I'm just laying down as much Smug as I can to ensure that this war Continues until my computer's fixed Because I fucking want to kick your teeth in myself
1: I look forward to it Jin. I look forward to great. it But you know what else I look forward to? I look forward to T. For the listeners who do not know I am a pilot within the Mercenary Coalition's T team The Nasty Boys T is a player run Not CCP run, but player run tournament by the dudes over at uh, Evente, believe it or not they have the T championship and this weekend just before recording we had some more minor league fights fortunately due to time restrictions i can't quite give you a full rundown of the day's happenings however i can recommend you go and check out the vods on twitch there are going to be fantastic articles recapping the whole thing with some beautiful statistics if you're a fan of um Really digging into like sports analysis, things like that. There's some good articles up there, or you can just wait for the YouTube videos to upload and check it out there. But spoiler alert, Nasty Boys won. I'll just leave that there.
0: Congrats.
1: Thank you. Love it's nice to win. Today is just our day, I think.
0: What did you guys been with? What were you against?
1: We were in an armor comp, a pretty standard armor comp. We had a Rifter, an Algos, an augurer as well as a Prophecy, and an Apoch. So certainly a Mar Heavy. Our opponents were flying with a Merl pardon me, a Slasher, a Tawar, a Scythe, a Cyclone, and a Rogue. So they very much wanted to brawl us down, keep us off their back lines, particularly the Scythe, which is weak because it has no um, self-sustain, it lacks a personal self-rep. And uh, fortunately, with the APOC projection, we were able to just poke at them, keep them away from the rest of the fleet as we burned through their HP, burned through their own self-sustain, and then clean up the rest of the field.
0: Awesome. Speaking of getting cleaned out, cleaned up, cleaned out, (laughs) everyone's favorite high-sec entity, Code, has got their shit ganked. (laughs) <laughs> to the tune of about 500 billion isk code is the one of the most recent victims of the good old fashioned eve corp theft 500 billion fitted ships modules apparently skins uh, all taken by someone named jason kushian and uh well oh the sweet irony yeah can't couldn't happen to better people if you're not familiar with code, you clearly don't mind in high Uh These are the guys that go around selling mining permits and, you know, they'll basically RP that they're fighting uh, mining bots, but really they just look to gank. And if you would like to buy a permit from them, you know, you can give them the money and they maybe will not gank you. There's yeah. also their suicide ganking squads and general douchebaggery.
1: And of note is, apparently, not only is this theft just a devastating thing on its own, but it seems to have been so devastating, code is shutting down. com. I'm told, is, being go- is going away, and uh, someone is trying to sell the alliance, apparently, so you can own your own piece of history, so it is.
0: That is uh, yeah. quite possibly a ruse. A ruse.
3: Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed yet, so...
0: A the variety. Well, As of right now, Minorbombing.com is still here. All the characters involved are still around. We'll see. I uh, I don't know. It seems like a troll to me. I think these guys will probably keep going because I don't know what they would be relying on that disc for exactly. I mean, suicide gang ships are pretty cheap. But we'll see. We'll see. It could be just the uh, the betrayal is too much for them.
5: The betrayal, man. That's a little bit silly considering the people that gank all the yeah. time and how loyal they are to each other or not. So, I mean, worst case scenario, what, code just folds into, into many love or something? I mean, it's not like it's really going anywhere to, despite what they brand it.
0: I think it'll be a cultural loss for Isaac if they shut down in that James five is like a huge leader to these guys and if he's, you know, steps back I don't know. I, I <laughs> suicide gang is not gonna go away. So, you know, whether it's code or some other form, like none of these guys are gonna stop. Maybe they'll be less organized for a while, possibly, but I wouldn't I wouldn't count your rule before their mind. let put it like that.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you, thank you.
0: Alright. Prepare to have your balls busted, sir. The CSM minutes are out. Yeah, and, they are. Oh, I took notes. Only half of them bust false. the balls. The rest are actually pretty positive.
2: All right. I'm ready, motherfucker. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> so the first note that I have here is that I really love this new element of the notes where Seagull asks the CSM, where is Eve now? And what is your dream change? And each of the CSM has their response listed and attributed to that person. I thought that was an excellent touch. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Wish that previous CSMs had figured that out. Because that's a really awesome way to, especially as like the first thing. I don't know.
2: I assume this was the first. Yeah. summit welcome. One of the first things. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. she. There. a lot was talked to us before that, uh, which didn't make it to the minutes. But I, I think it's a really good thing just because it shows how interested um, Seagull is in the CSM. Uh, and that's something that was apparently lacking in CSM 10. Sorry, c- yeah, something was lacking in CSM 10. So I'm glad to see it come back.
0: I think for the voters' perspective, you know, a lot of you guys are running for re-election. This kind of thing can really give people a better sense of, you know, especially in a CSM that's acting more and more on a consensus basis, you know, what the individual elements that go into that consensus actually think themselves and what can they stand on their own merits on. So, I love that. Uh, Mr. Hyde made an excellent point in that section. Um, the dream is to get quicker reactions to issues with balance. so There are less frustrations for longer periods of time. I know this is a big issue brought up later in the minutes as well, but the idea of The balancing pace of eve and whether balancing more rapidly like you know throw out league of legends or a similar game is actually bad for eve because it takes a lot of time for the meta to adjust
2: yeah i continually use the example of magic the gathering as an ideal quote-unquote balancing pace um as it's roughly two to three times a year and it's very well known when these oncing actions will take place, which allows people to prepare for them. I think and considering the reason why it's done like that is because Magic the Gathering has such an external kind of marketplace to it. It has economics and, you know, people's livelihoods depend on it. Not to the same degree of not like in the same you know, not that people have their livelihoods based around Eve metagame, but still. I think it is a, a good example of how to do balancing right in a game with consequences. I don't know. Are if those balance fan of...
0: passes super significant though, or do they tend to be minor? Because I'm almost of the mind that you know, minor changes oh, yeah, no. more frequently would be better. Like shave the hit points down five percent on this ship, increase agility on this one, etc. I very much agree with that.
1: I don't know if I'm quite the fan of the very regularly scheduled balance passes. I think CCP made a very good argument that really resonated with me about if you have this regular schedule, then at some point you may run into the situation where you just have to tweak things for the sake of tweaking things because the player base expects it. And also as far as like the more frequent balance changes is concerned, I think Alec put it well, there's just... The meta shifts slowly in EVE, and you have to take your time to see how it's going to shift and to find out what changes are going to actually solve the problem if there is one to begin with. I think the the compromise that it seemed the CSM came to with CCP on the issue is that CCP will be more up front with acknowledging that uh, there may or may not be a balance issue and letting the player base know that they're keeping a close eye on it and that um, they're certainly not ignorant of the issue. I think that'll help the player base out, use some nerves, and it also doesn't run into problems with changing things too quickly before the meta can settle.
2: Yeah, I, the, the problem with the whole um, settling of the meta, though, is really my problem. Uh, my problem, and this is something I've talked about before, is where we end up with a calcification of the meta, where something starts to coalesce around one thing, the counter to that thing, and then you know one other ship that is the counter to that counter. Which normally happens to have some other hideous weakness, that means it's also, you know it it, it tends to just be really bad and it only used to counter that one thing. And what that means is that you just end up with like one and two one or two ships being flown. I think during two thousand and fifteen we saw like a, a huge amount of calcification around the Proteus and the Tengu, with those being almost the only ships flown. And, you know, that was a really bad time for the game in terms of balance, in my personal opinion. But
0: now we're sort of at the same spot with the Macario and the Nightmare.
2: Uh, the Macario, the Nightmare, still Tech 3s, uh, Armor Tech 3s specifically.
0: Yeah, but not as much, though. It seems like it's more of a, a still holdover from those days that groups haven't evolved out of yet. I don't really consider Armor Tech 3s outside
2: of Wormhoops so as really meta for
0: fleet fights anymore. Yep, I would
2: agree with that. Yeah. And I this, think, this is um... what I want to try and avoid, you know. It takes around eight to twelve months for the meta to settle, and beyond that you end up with a calcification. So I'd like to see balance done to a reasonable degree around that time to ensure that the meta stays to a degree fluid. It doesn't have to just be nerfs, it can also be buffs to other things.
5: So if I may so interrupt, you're okay with Ruckle basically ruining the game for like what, you said, maybe five months, three months, four months?
2: Uh, I no, I like. I mean, they emergency patched the whole mining thing. Um, and we talked very heavily about changes to panic later on in those minutes. It doesn't mean that I think that things shouldn't be emergency patched like the Ripple was. That's kind of a a a, a disingenuous suggestion.
4: Um, okay. Well, the really it will be pretty on an emergency right patch.
2: You know. the the Roco isn't dominant. It's just that it has a really fucking dumb module attached to it that is insanely powerful and should not in my opinion of think ah, i struggle to say that it shouldn't have existed in the first place but i think it's its current iteration was a uh, is not great for the game anything that makes you invulnerable should come with heavy penalties
5: it's so just the... kind of odd to me to okay. see sorry I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet but yeah just that shouldn't wait. That's really game-defining right now if you see how oracles are being used. and I, I mean, I understand things take a while to matriculate and to get through and to develop in the meta, but something should be patched as soon as it's discovered this is being used in a way that was not intended and is absolutely game-breaking.
2: I mean, we literally told CCP that this is what we're going to do with it when they told us about it, and they didn't change it. <laughs> so... Yeah, so what I would mm-hmm. like
0: to see personally is like a two-month cycle. Where one month, CCP goes, here are some issues that we're looking at that are very concerning to us. SIPLs, the panic module, something else. Then next month, there's a follow-up. We've decided to make the following changes to those things, where we've decided to leave them alone. Another list of things that we're concerned about or evaluating for the next cycle. And I would like that every month.
2: Okay, well, the problem with that is that you have to understand just how much dev time uh, balancing takes up, because dev time is left to do the game designers team. Uh, these are the people who work on, say, citadels, or mining, you know, mining arrays, or commands, jump destroyers, or, um, you know, the dicks, uh, basically anything new to do with game, uh, gameplay that isn't NPC-based. Um that's what the game designers work on. So uh, an interesting question that was posed to me at a pub uh, was, would you rather have moon mining be delayed a month, or would you rather have balance done right for six months? And I found that to be a very interesting position, even though I know it wasn't entirely correct. This is kind of the problem with having a a, ball- a balance like set in stone within CCP, is that they don't have a huge amount of game design resources to utilize properly Uh, and also to a degree i don't feel like they understand the um the importance or at least the uh, benefits that they get from balancing the game i feel like they see it more of as a cost than as a product that they're delivering to the player base
0: well I, i hope that view changes because balancing gets you so much value out of existing things. Like, yes, I'd absolutely like to have six months of of balance changes for one month of new feature. Uh, Especially if it's something like moon mining. I mean, it can have the potential to breathe life into entire classes of ships. And I think you just have to look... I mean, if you want to have really good examples to pitch in front of CCP, I would put them in front of the cruiser rebalance way way back Um, now that's like sort of like a total line rework so maybe it's not exactly the same thing Um, but you could also potentially look at the heavy missile changes like that could totally change the meta of the game Um, but it doesn't always have to be that drastic but I mean just use those two examples as things that totally changed everything T1 cruisers went from practically useless to oh actually you know you can put fleets together with these and they can be competitive. They're not just like laughable suicide rooms anymore. The heavy missile yeah. changes like took the Drake basically, which is like the most used ship in the game, and threw it in the dustbin. And now there's a whole new set of ships and a whole new set of counters to those ships. Um, you know, those are, are pretty significant things. And you're, you have this massive existing pool of ships and modules and the ways that they interact that provide value for players, and you can make the game feel fresh by tweaking those numbers and bringing some ships off the shelf and putting some ships on the shelf. Not a great way to think about it, but you know, ideally every ship should be viable all the time, but in reality that's just not the way games work. <laughs>
2: yeah, I also, um, I also argue that it doesn't even have to be a particularly strong change, just changing a little thing and bringing more attention to a ship does tend to make it more used at the end of the day. But
4: we Absolutely. spent a lot
2: of time on this topic, and I, I think it's probably best we move on.
0: Alright. Uh, I'm looking at the forums. There's a whole big-ass section on web services where you guys talk about upcoming changes to the forums. I think very controversially, where they're going to be on a platform which will not connect... Your forum account, your character, or your official CCP account, your, your EVE account, that seems yeah. weird to me, because if you're going to go that way, I would rather have CCP just save a lot of money in dev time, and just tell everyone to go to the Eve Reddit, because you're basically doing the exact same thing, but worse. Oh. God, no, EVE. And like,
2: Jen just Ever had a heart tried, attack. Huh? There's a reason why you don't use forums. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't use forums um, in uh, in anything to do with your own alliance, unless you're brave. And that is because Reddit is a terrible, terrible way to discuss anything yeah. ever. Because, dis- because, and I will go about this in a mathematical way, if you read something and you don't agree with it, you should not downvote it, because not upvoting it is the same as downvoting it. Downvoting it is the same as, you know, negatively doing something twice. And admittedly, this is also why upvotes and downvotes aren't supposed to be what you agree and disagree with. It's supposed to be what you um, what you believe is good content and what you believe is bad content. But no one abides by that rule, because bad content mm. is stuff I disagree with, and good content is stuff I agree with. I'll vote accordingly. Reddit is a terrible, terrible place to get information, uh, like, to have a reasoned discussion. It's an amazing place to share content, and it's an amazing place to um, discuss, like to uh, bond things, but it is a terrible, terrible place to have an opposing opinion because the people who come in are first always want to Are
0: the EF Online forums are a pl- place to have reasonable and uh, topic discussions? I think there's years of history that would like to disagree with you there.
2: Uh, Tyrant, do you want to speak?
0: Yeah,
3: you know, the, the, one of the reasons why I dislike downvoting and, you know, thumbs up and thumbs down uh, sort of, you know, communication platforms is that because when, you know when i make a youtube video and somebody is in a completely different area of space and is just not interested instead of just ignoring it they downvote it or they thumbs down it on youtube like i mean what about the 9000 other people that i that i inspired like it's such a, a weird Metric to, you know, to 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 show whether or not a discussion or 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 some kind of content is good or bad. Like, I mean,
4: if, well, it's if not you,
0: saying whether it's good or bad; it's saying whether they liked it or not. And I don't do have it, a problem then... with
2: being thumbs down on YouTube, by the way, because it does literally nothing. All it is is a metric yeah. of something else. Like, the problem is that downvoting something on Reddit actively hides your point in the discussion. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. that's why the forums are okay. Like. Sure, the forums are full of like complete people, people without two brain cells to rub together. But when you do find someone who does have two brain cells to talk together, you can actively have a conversation and have that be very visible. So that's really nice.
4: Uh, I don't think it's necessarily that
0: visible, though. Unless you're in a very low-volume forum like Crime and Punishment or something.
1: And even uh, I don't I've think heard. you
2: understand how the quoting system works, um, and also I believe that this is going to change in the new forums. I don't know how much I'm about, allowed to talk about it, but
4: well, about,
0: it if we're talking about Discord, which is the platform that's named, that does have an upvoting feature. I don't know if CCP will choose to turn it on, but
2: that it is is just like they're just like likes in the current forums, from what I understand. It isn't you; the thing that's most liked goes to the top or anything.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean. I really dislike Reddit and you know it you can't really have a discussion with a human being like uh people shit post and, and I'm like you know all the people that try to share their content get downvoted and uh, end up on page uh, 69 you know and, and the shit posting that is posted by Brave Alliance or Test Alliance, you know, that's on the front page. And, you know, it's, it's an image or a meme. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like that, that sort of style. I, I personally like the Evil Line forums. But, you know, that, that's because my, my content doesn't disappear.
1: I think we're doing a bit of a, a disservice to CCP here, because I mean, Reddit is certainly not an apt comparison. Like, it's either the current CS or the current E forums or Reddit. There, there's no in between. There's no granularity there.
0: Well, no, they're they're definitely not doing the Reddit thing. What I'm saying is, I would rather them do the Reddit thing if the official game forums aren't going to be tied to your character. Like, if you're just going to yeah. make up any account, like I can already do that on Reddit. And it would save CP a lot of resources.
3: How is that going to take shape, though? Do I need to make a separate forum account?
1: Well, the way the way they said it in the minutes is that it's going to be tied to your Eve accounts, right? So for Eve, each Eve account you have, you have three character slots. And from what I took from it, maybe you guys have a different interpretation and perhaps need to go read it a second time. But effectively, you're going to choose which character. From that account,
2: no, not choosing which I'm character. That's the, the controversy. A hey, hey, look at the end of the day, we raised a shitload of concerns. We're really, we're really unhappy that they are doing it the way they're doing it. I don't think it's particularly great. Uh, no, like, I agree. At the end of the day, it should be linked to your your user account because there are currently, you know, sections of the forums like, for example, the intergalactic summit. Um where having three account where having three three separate characters and one account is very, very useful. Like it allows you to play your characters properly. And if that goes away, people will be very disappointed. And this is an argument we made very strenuously, is that we love the new layout of the forums, it looks really, really good. Um but there are some concerns with how it's gonna operate. We'll see, I guess though.
4: Yeah. Uh
0: hopefully TCP comes out and, you know, is proactive with how that's going to change. I mean I if they're gonna go ahead with it the way it is, I just feel like it's a a big waste of development and resources compared to other alternatives. And if they're gonna do it, at least, you know, do it in a way that will actually add a lot of value, uh, for having like an official in site forum. And I think that's all about the Eve account. Like, that's the big advantage to having the forums run by CCP is that you have your Eve account, and you can bind it and officially post as your character, and it's definitely you because these are the game forums. It's not like someone just decided to go make Alexei
2: a Lexaev card on some yeah. random website
0: and then claiming to be me. You know what I mean? That
2: won't be possible because there'll be a very, apparently, there will be a very stringent no impersonation clause, so.
0: Hey, or man. I can put uh, create an account called a, you know, Alexa yeah. of sixty nine eight, and like yeah, people would fun. never find me or realize that the two are connected. You know,
2: what would be the point of that? I agree. Anyway, do you want to move on? Because this yes. is session two of like um, fucking. I also
0: have 40. a note. <laughs> Bob Mon brought up the topic of capital ship movement via tethered structures, and CCP responded that they're not happy with the current system, but that it wasn't you know as high of a priority. I was wondering what context. Uh, Bob Mon brought it up in, and what do you guys see as the big problems with capital ship movement and tethering?
2: Uh, he basically just brought up that tethering made moving capitals very, very uh, risk-free. Uh, you know, before we had Citadel's, we had uh, garage dooring, which was uh, as a result nerf, you know, as a result of how powerful it was nerf. And we've got, effectively, garage dooring to the re-garage dooring in in um, Astra Houses. So we're um, basically just trying to bring it up and raise it to CCP's attention, as it is kind of a problem. But we understand that it's not quite as high as a priority as getting all of the structures done and, you know, then seeing mm. what happens.
4: I, I, I think. The...
2: Go ahead, Sorry, Sarah.
0: Go ahead,
3: sorry. I think the whole tittering thing is, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you effectively got your own station, so why do you need to be invulnerable when you undock? Like, I don't get the whole... Okay, like... well,
2: there's a reason why tethering exists, um, and that's because a lot of the functions that would normally be served by a station aren't function aren't able to basically work in an after-house at a, a different level. Um,
3: maybe maybe you should put something because into it's... that. Like...
2: Okay, well, you, I, I, I think you overestimate how many devs there are at CCP, and... <laughs> Well, it's also I mean... a replacement for the pos shield. I I don't. Are you aware of what the pos shield was? I'm sure yeah, you are. Of I'm, I'm, I'm in a Tethering a wormhole, is yeah. the pos shield. That's what it is. It's just that you can be bumped inside it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the bumping
2: but, wasn't but the, intentional. But the pos
3: shield, the the pos shield, has been replaced by a fully fledged station. Like you can dock. That's your pos shield. So why do you need to have like a docking option? Like for capitals, okay, I get it right now, but because no you need sec, to be
2: able to align because because in a pulse shield you could align within it, and also because you could see what other people were in, so you undock, you see where everyone's in, then you do stuff. Like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I just strongly disagree, I, I, and I think tethering does add a lot of value to the game.
3: I'll I'll, I'll bite for this discussion a little bit, like um, like. What, what happened to instant undocked bookmarks? And what happened to keeping eyes in a cloaky scout outside of your your uh, citadel? So, I mean, it seems... It, for, for me, I can't speak for every, everybody else, but for me it seems like a really lazy way of fixing something. Like, people with with a 20 billion capital ship should just use a scout or something like instant bookmarking or you know of course the aligning thing i get it but
4: no you're, we're, you're, we're arguing
3: you're, you're... that
2: should exist we're arguing that you should you should have to like you shouldn't be able to sign out onto a building that is not good yeah
1: that's so basically what jen is trying to say if i may is that the mechanic is put in place to help other things right But because the mechanic is able to be utilized by these capital ships and super capital ships, and in my opinion, the crux of the issue is that Asterhasis are effectively throwaway, that they're so cheap you can literally plop one anywhere very safely as a hazard of the anchoring process, that capital movement is effectively invulnerable. if yeah. I would to well, throw my hat a... into the way to fix this, at least on a temporary basis, is just prevent capitals mm-hmm. or super capitals from tethering on Aster Houses. If you want that to move exactly, them safely, yeah. you have a Fortizar. Because that's well, what I... the Fortizars are made for.
0: And there's an easy way to, to do that. Like, a ship can't tether at something it can't dock at.
4: Yeah, I, I, think,
3: I think that tethering needs to be moved completely. Like... I don't know. You 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 have to docking option. I would
2: like I would like you to present a circumstance in which tethering is bad for the game in its current state.
3: Because I can't attack you when you undock. you 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 can sit there for 24 hours, be tethered. I can't do anything.
1: I mean, people could can I do anything to you posio? in a
0: True.
3: Yeah. You can't do anything to me, but it you know, I mean,
0: it's just like sitting in a posture you know, and whether shields were good or bad i guess is up for no but, debate, but the boss but...
3: shield has been re- replaced with the docking option you can dock inside see that that's your pass shield when you've docked that's your pass shield
2: okay now and what if i what if I for example sit and I look in your system and there is no astra house there am i you can't attack me then is that bad gameplay
3: if if you if you still use a boss
2: no, I'm I'm saying like okay, so you're you're saying that because I know that you're there but I can't attack you, that makes it bad. What I'm saying is if I come into your system and I cloak but you know I'm there, is that bad gameplay? Because that is almost exact exactly the same thing. Why? Because because I'm literally reiterating what you just said. I am I am here. No, but it you has can't nothing attack to do me. With cloaking. That was the it reason ha- you gave.
3: It it just no. has to do with like like, how does it work for high sec right now? If you undock from Jita, and, you know, you've got 10 seconds invulnerability, you can warp to a, a safe spot, and if, if you fail to do that, and somebody can attack you,
0: why, why
3: is that mechanic not just used for a citadel? Why do you have to be able to undock and be completely invulnerable? If something, I mean,
5: if you're completely reliant on docking and undocking mechanics to generate content, you need to be looking at other ways. No, no,
3: no, but y- yeah. that's not what I'm saying. But wh- why? Why is the tethering you're arguing even there?
2: Why is a do- well, you're arguing why is tethering there? And we've given you the thing, it's because it's to replace the utility of pos-shields in allowing you to align to things when you are you know, inside a structure's quote-unquote area, and it All also right, provides the ability for other things to be like, dealt with. All right, we're, I'm going to cut this recap. discussion.
0: I don't, I don't think there's a lot of community wide disagreement on whether or not Tether yeah, should exist. <laughs> so, we're going to move it along. Uh, I actually have to skedaddle. The podcast is running over. Um, no, before I go, no... I just want to say that, uh, Yin, leave my sniper hacks alone. You filthy, filthy battleship lover. And I was super excited about what I heard about uh, essentially world skins, which is a big thing in League of Legends. Could be a really cool thing for ships. There's talk about it in the CSM minutes. Fucking love it. I think it's absolutely worth it for CCP to invest that money because if you look at other esport-type games that have these you know, championship events, those skins make bank. People love buying skins of their favorite teams. They tend to be cool. They tend to be exclusive. You know, maybe they're only on certain chips. Uh, I think that'd be fantastic. I'd love to see that. And I'm also super excited about uh, CCP's notions of the possibilities of billboards and ways players can interact with them. I think that's fantastic. A lot of exciting stuff there. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Artemis to move things along to the next point of discussion and to close out the
2: show. Uh, and this is something i've been User pushing basically since i got into town. the csm is the idea of doing something so that ccp can see to a greater degree just how much people love the alliance tournament because it is such a big part of the game to so many people myself included uh, like it's so fun to watch um and i i'd hate I, I i'd want some way to basically show ccp hey i really like the at please uh, let me support you because i will never ever buy skins for anything not something I do, but I do buy, for example, signatures on CSGO, because I love that esports scene, and I want to support it. And I want to do the same thing in EVE, but I can't.
1: Interesting. Some other things that I was really happy about, we've talked a lot about the limited development resources of CCP, and I was excited to see that even with that limitation, they're introducing a new events team, a team specifically focused on, if I understand it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jin, Particularly like live events, or not particularly live events, like the, um, the Galenti, the Serpentis Gala, and the other events oh, no, that happen the in your game. Yeah. So could you go into a bit more detail? Like, is this, the new events team, is that gonna maybe speed up the consistency or the periodicity of these events? Like, what's up with that? Uh, I'm pretty sure that would be NDA. Oh. <sighs> Come on.
2: I, I like I, I don't want to even I don't want to touch the subject of like how event how live events are run because I don't know how much of that I'm allowed to talk about like right, that that is enough. that's something that's internal to CCP and I I don't want to talk about that without discussing it with the team beforehand. I'm sorry.
1: At the hazard of starting another um rather vibrant uh, argument here, I noticed also within the minutes that CCP recognized the daily bonuses that we had with the thrill of the hunt or whatever it was called, they had an effect on daily logins, despite some quite widespread anecdotal evidence. To the contrary, CCP did recognize a, an effect from it and seemed to be hinting that it may be coming back in some form or another. Apparently there was quite a rousing discussion with the CSM about potential activities that could take the place of just free SP. What are some thoughts, particularly Vic? What do you think about that?
5: Yo, um, so I do think it's good to have some kind of thing that gets you logged into the game. But I don't think that, you know, kind of a Skinner box kind of mechanism to it is a good idea. Um, I kind of was against the whole thing, the whole premise of, you know, having the, uh, you log in, you kill something, you dock back up and you log off. You want to get a lot more ties to other things in the game to get people really kind of anxious to log in. and I think that's something they should be looking at. Instead of just, you know, basically paying people to play the game they're paid to play, they should just make a more engaging universe that there's other reasons to log in.
1: Okay, well, Jin is informing me that I am misrepresenting the views of the CSM, so Jin, correct me.
2: Uh, Well, I personally brought it up, uh, and it was basically I just wanted to go over what their personal thoughts were to see if they lined up with my own of how I perceived the Day of the Hunt stuff. Like, this was something I was like, so day of the hunt, you know, how did you guys think that went? Like, do you have anything to share with us on regards? And you know, we had a discussion about how I felt that daily based events don't really work well if they are just a you must log in every day to get them sort of thing. Um but it was a long discussion there. Personally I feel like there should be some form of like build up so that if you don't hit something one day you can do it the next and it'll be slightly more you know something along those lines. Although I'm not particular, I'm not a particularly huge fan of the whole concept of dailies in general.
5: So the um when I forget which event was it, maybe Frostline or what you know one of the other games i have had, um the skill like you know the implants basically that give you they like, give you you know big bonuses to training. I thought that was a really really good way to encourage activity because not only could players go out there get shot at and have fun playing Eve, there was another you know there's more stuff out to go go ahead and get which is always a good thing. Players could also buy it and sell it, which created another sub-economy, which is great. And if you didn't want to shoot rats, you you could pay somebody else to shoot them for you. So I think that was a much better way to get people undocked than saying you have to do this or you won't get something.
1: Yeah, I very much agree with that. Interesting. Tyrant, you got anything to add?
5: Um, Well, first of all,
3: I, I like the fact that you're not getting forced to, so... Uh nobody's forcing you to log in and do and and do it. But other, on the other hand, if you do log in, you get rewarded. So I, I, I think that is a good system. I don't know if the skill point thing is uh, the thing to go, and the daily system overall. I I think it's very um, uh, other MMO-ish, I guess. <laughs> uh yeah. but i i do i i do like the option of you know earning maybe some extra skill points in some way or s- some form um i think right now what they were testing out was you know ki- uh make one kill or something and get this much uh, sp was that the thing that they released that was
1: indeed and yeah, I, think I think I have that, a okay. bit of a, a contrary view to the, the rest of the cast here. Uh, in my opinion, the Thrill of the hunt event, as it operated, I didn't have any particular problems with it, right? Uh, the SP reward, I think, was a fantastic choice, particularly in the amount they chose. It wasn't uh, overpowered in any way, the boost that it would give to people, but it was still enough of an incentive that people wanted to do it. And despite what some may say, CCP has evidence, they have the statistics to show that it certainly had an effect. And I think the argument has been made for years to new players coming into EVE that other people training before you join the game and gaining these skill points does not necessarily put you at a huge disadvantage. And I think that fact alone, the fact that EVE players have been making that argument for so many years, in fact, I believe it and I think everybody else does, that the, um, the skill point reward isn't necessarily a you have to log in or you lose out. It is more of, if you log in, you have this advantage, or not even this advantage, this reward available to you. I think the skill points, Uh, because you're able to train on your own, injectors are a thing that you can buy, that uh, if you specialize, skill points aren't necessarily even an issue, that the reward was not necessarily a thing that you had to get, otherwise you were in trouble.
3: uh, uh, Who is making the... The, the disadvantage argument because I don't see that.
1: Exactly, that's see... what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I don't... Well, okay, Let me, allow me to rephrase then. So, people don't like the, the Skinner Box model of, I think was the term that I recently heard put out, that if you don't log in, then you don't get this thing that everybody else is getting. and So, it, so it sort of forces you to log in. I think skill points is not an item which causes that effect. The people who want the skill points can log in, but not yeah. everybody needs them to get ahead in the game, and I don't think they would have this negative effect that people attribute to this "quote unquote" Skinner box effect.
5: So you say more people logged in. I mean, did they actually try to control for IP address or something like that? Because I'm not totally convinced it was. I mean, if they did, I, I'd like to know. I just like, did they look if it was just like the same people logging in more accounts per day because every account needs to go earn it, as opposed to more unique logons? No idea. that's one thing i'd be curious to see if it actually raised not just population numbers and player numbers but actual people that are in the game and potentially could uh form interactions inside new eden i mean that's something i'd be curious
1: i mean the the wording in the minutes specifically says more players logging in and i don't think ccp is so naive to misattribute players with accounts or individual characters so I'm willing to give CCP the benefit of the doubt. That is certainly a, a good question, that if Jin could have some knowledge and it wouldn't break the NDA, I'd love some clarification, but if not, then we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Sorry?
3: I, to, to add to this, I, I do think that the idea is really nice. Maybe they could, you know, make a system where you just, um, over time, doing... A certain activity Earn some loyal points or something like that, and with those loyal points, loyalty points, you can maybe buy a skill injector. That might be a a better option, maybe.
2: I'm not yeah, 100% I yeah, I mean, sure, man. If only there was some form of currency that we could exchange for for skill. Yeah, po- oh, it's yeah.
4: isk. It's isk.
3: Shit! Why didn't we think of this? No, don't, no, but <laughs> y- yeah, you could, but. I, I don't know then 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 the the same argument can be made for uh make a kill a day, get this amount of skill points. then you could argue like you can already do that by you know doing a level four mission and using the is to buy skill injector for for example like um, so i I don't know the idea is is wonderful I mean if it gets people logged into the game, I'm all for it.
5: But it but... does give NPCs control, like the more you should try to, TCP should be actively trying to wrestle control of the game from NPCs, both the rats and the NPC entities and corpse. It's, if you're gonna do it, make sure that there's some form of player interaction that they have to go through in order to get their their skill points per day. Just the fact that you shoot a rat is just like, this is dumb. Nobody likes rats. That's an interesting point.
1: I'm going to, I think we've sort of beat this horse to death, if you will, and the the giving the rats control is an interesting thing, especially given in the notes it mentioned that CCP has the technology. They've been working on new NPC AI for a while now. It's phenomenal. They tested it out with the drifters. Drifter incursions were a thing, maybe a success, maybe a failure. It really depends on your point of view. But they mentioned in the minutes that event sites can change the number of NPCs that spawn, depending on the number of players who are at that site. Sort of allowing, sort of scalable PVE, if you will, scalable difficulty depending on what you bring against it. I thought that was particularly interesting, uh, especially with Jin's comment that he wants to FC ratting fleets if there are no other players to shoot.
2: Yeah, my idea that, that was specifically that I said I want. Yeah, my ideal state of the game for, like, NPC AI is the point at which I can take a PvP fleet around space and if no one turns up to shoot me, I can go and fight the NPCs and have that be challenging. But, you know,
1: long dream. Yeah, so how does that tie in with, with your vision for NPCs versus players controlling the galaxy, Vic? I thought that was a very interesting point that you brought up and I just wanted to put it in a bit of a different context.
5: Well, I... I think that would be it's a very different game, I think, if I got my you know, like you get your group or your your corporation you together to go fight rats. I mean there's a lot of people who enjoy doing that, but I think you've basically lost a big deal of Eve if you can't find players enough that you have to fight an NPC fleet. I think if that if it came to that, I'd rather spend the I'd rather see the time be spent making more interesting ways to make the galaxy more interconnected so you can find the fight you want. So I think right now, if the problem is, there's a lot of problems which make entities, you know, which favor entities of asymmetric size to end up engaging each other. What we should be looking for more is, how do we let fleets find each other and have a good time? Like, Thera was a good idea, right? Because that means you can almost always find a fleet somewhere if you're willing to go through it. That's of comparable size. You can tr- get between regions pretty fast in subcaps, which is good. You don't need to necessarily make rats your job for you. If I wanted to fight rats, I wouldn't be playing EVE. I want to fight players.
3: Yeah, but not not everybody thinks that way, though. So
5: So you have incursions, so you have Wormholes, so you have a whole lot of different ways to fight NPCs right now. A whole lot of ways to basically camouflage a grind, camouflage resource harvesting as shooting rats instead of asteroids. but you're doing the same thing. You're not interacting with players as much. Like, I don't see a real big difference between a bunch of people getting their rock together and mining asteroids as opposed to somebody getting a whole bunch of Indicators together and doing a, an incursion. You're doing the same thing. You're earning money together against NPCs. Sometimes the NPCs move a bit and you think they're more alive because they're rats, but they're essentially no different than the asteroids.
1: Interesting. Uh, there's something you mentioned in there that I'm going to bring up in your interview, which we will be getting to soon. Uh, just a few more things I want to talk about within the CSM Minutes. In particular, uh it was mentioned that the CSM, they were given early access, if you will, to the new probing scanner window, the new D scan, and the new map that CCP is working on. And within that discussion and also further discussions in the minutes, it was brought up if CCP or if csm could be a utility to CCP as sort of early game play testers was the interpretation I had. Uh Jin, how is the experience of getting to try something new before anybody else? And um, how was, how do you feel about the idea of the CSM effectively being experienced play testers for CCP, at, at very least in a minimal capacity? I believe what you're talking about there is the in improving
2: the ui UIX pipeline. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, and that was that was a very interesting session, and it came down less to us what we what we could do as people, but more as how we could introduce CCP to people who are extensive users in a certain interface and would know all of its quirks and be able to um, basically give a better understanding of those people and give them directly to CCP. Obviously, we do have people who are incredibly used to the scanning system, of which I am not one. Uh, I, I have very little experience with the scanning UI, um, but I will say that for what I do with it, which is, uh, launch probes, put probes on gate, scan probes, right-click, walk-fleet to. Um, it was a lot smoother for that.
4: Interesting. Yeah.
2: But, no, it was, a very, it was a very good discussion. We also got to bring up uh, personal pet peeves with the UI. Uh, a lot of those didn't make it in, but my personal pet peeve with the UI that I mentioned was a uh, logistics UI. I absolutely currently detest the state of logistics UI. It is god awful. You ha- because it has not changed since um, how you know how Fallout changed basically to affect remote reps. So you have no idea how effective your reps are unless you do very very quick um, analyses with a fucking protractor on how much the shield is going up as you fire
1: it onto it.
4: Well, I, I think
2: uh, there that's needs a...
1: to at least yield numbers. You're smoothing over the thing a little bit more than I would. As a person who flies logic quite often, I have sort of the graph that CCP puts out. And when the dev blog, when they introduced the falloff mechanic of how your rep output changes over the distance, right? So it, the the falloff formula is published. If I understand it correctly, it's not very different or not different at all oh, between yeah, no. turrets and the repairs. And so I don't really... I mean, perhaps you're talking like you want sort of in the damage notification section, where it tells you even now how much you get nuded or how much you neuter other people. Would you like that to be how much HP you just healed? Are you thinking like that that's is what you're exactly
2: looking what I for? I suggested but like ah. there
1: needs to be some
2: form of UI feedback for it because currently there isn't any, and it is it's not a yeah. good way for the game to be.
3: Yeah, the same for nudes. Oh, newt's
5: the,
2: the have... newts are. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah what do you just have a UI feature like they are in the damage notifications.
3: Yeah, but um, like like I don't have like the log open when I PvP.
2: So well, then you have that's your, your problem.
1: <laughs> the log open? I mean, okay, um, so. I'm
3: I'm, I'm, <laughs> re- I'm, I'm uh, relying on the on the text notification. I I would love to see something in the targeting icon, maybe. I, I don't know. I would love to see more more advanced version of the targeting uh, icon basically that says you know shield armor hull and that's about it uh, maybe maybe they could iterate uh, on that and add uh, nuding and wrapping and stuff like that
1: all right interesting points
3: i'm already using a lot i'm already using a lot of screen real estate so to have that extra um log open. It's just, you know, covering up a lot of stuff that I I need while I'm fighting.
1: Cool. I have a lot more notes on the minutes, and fortunately, we have been talking a long time, and I'm afraid that most of my notes are going to be extremely controversial, and only drag this on a bit longer than I would like. Uh, We can go
2: over this. We can go after this uh, next week, if you'd like.
1: Absolutely, Uh, that would be phenomenal.
2: I I don't feel a problem
3: with controversial subject. I mean, obviously.
1: I can tell. Alright, yeah, so...
3: Yeah, I, I mean, people have opinions, so why not?
1: And you are a man of many opinions, so let's get into your interview. Now, first of all, can you give a rundown for the listeners who don't know who you are, unfamiliar with tyrant scorn, maybe don't watch Reddit and catch those posts before they get downvoted to oblivion, who are you, what do you do, <laughs> and more importantly, what I'm interested in is why do you do it?
3: I have been playing Eve since 2009, I believe, just just around the time where wormholes came into the into the game. Even before that, I think, um, been playing wormholes basically non-stop since then. Uh, uh, been doing PVE at first, and uh, now I'm just heavily into PvP. Uh, Sort of like the gank PVP, the stealthy cloaky stuff that you know sneak up on people when they're doing sides or um, when they AFK at the sun, sort of thing. Um, watch people's wormholes for VI runners, stuff like that. Uh, really cloaky, ganky stuff. I make YouTube's. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I make YouTube videos uh, based on uh, on my fights. I try to educate people on what I what I do in the fight, what my thought process is, and try to uh, make a compact video, so, like with a, with a small story and, and some entertaining PvP, I guess. Um, I do a podcast, I've done Legacy of a Capsuleer podcast for about a year and a half, but I had to um, to quit the podcast because my co-host uh, moved to a different part of the country and uh, time zones were you know difficult to uh to get uh to get uh, together basically um so I, I i quit the podcast for a little bit and took a little bit of a break and started playing other games uh, and then returned to eve and decided to pick everything up again and uh i've been doing that ever since so
1: you know, interesting uh, what uh, what spawned that return to eve to just the itch suddenly return and you had mm, to pick it back up again there
3: nah it, it's just i know that i'll never stop playing eve um, so it's you know whenever i take a break i take a break because i just you know real life is in the way of my eve uh, uh stuff like i'm a very active eve player so i'm i'm logged into the game every day uh, for at least a few hours and, you know, with the YouTube and the podcasting. Um, so, so you know, that, that takes up a lot of my time. And um, we have a two-year-old which, you know, needs parenting and, you know, when, when all that is going on sometimes you just look you know, step away from the game a little bit take take a breather maybe go do you know, a little bit of World of Warcraft or something like that—something that you can passively play instead of active, actively play. Um, I'm not into the whole market, uh, market PvP and Eve Online. So, you know, when I when I'm playing Eve, I'm playing active Eve, looking for targets, PvP and stuff like that. So, gotcha. uh, shitting back.
1: Yeah. So, so you know. the um, making YouTube videos and podcasting—those are things which are on top of playing EVE. It's very much creating content for the EVE Online community, whether or not you believe such a thing exists. What uh, what drives you to do that? Do you just think you have an interesting perspective and want to share it? Have somebody inspired you and you want to replicate it or add more to the discussion? What Why do you create the content that you do and put in so much more effort that many other EVE players do?
3: Um, Nope. Podcasting basically is because you know uh, I have strong opinions and um, the lo- lots of times when you're on uh, corporation comms or alliance comms, um, the stuff that we talk about on podcasts is not really a welcome welcome discussion. So uh, I'm I'm the type of person that you know feels strongly about something and then. You know, really wants to talk about that. And a podcast just gives me the opportunity to talk about subjects that, you know, uh, are interesting to me. And, uh, you know, find somebody who is willing to talk about subjects and uh, and, and there you go. You have an interesting uh, discussion. So, you know, that, that's, that's one thing. And with the, uh, with the YouTube videos, it's just purely hobby. And, um, I'd like to, you know, sort of like to educate a little bit, tongue in cheek education, sort of thing, and, and still, you know, show people how I, I kill stuff. And, um, uh, so, you know, that is just purely a hobby, and, and I hope to contribute my, my little piece to the Evil Line community, sort of thing. So, you know, when you're in wormholes, you have a lot of downtime, I guess. So it allows me to record some stuff. Or um, right now, I'm I'm in the game and I'm recording a podcast with you guys. Uh, so you know, I, I do have the space for that, I guess. the The downtime for it. Cool. But it's 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 mainly just interest in the community and interest in creating something and getting discussions going and sharing my opinions whether or not people are waiting for that i don't know but you know that could be argued for any podcaster i guess
1: indeed tyrant you have a lot of (laughs) opinions you create a lot of content for the community yeah people want to check it out people want to hear your opinions look at the content maybe learn something enjoy a story where can they find your stuff
3: uh you can find me on youtube just look look for Tyrant Scorn and basically every other platform. Look for Tyrant Scorn and I'm there basically. Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, the Evil Line forums, in game. Doesn't matter. You can you can contact me for about basically anything. I'll, uh, I'll respond to you. Um, and you you can also go to TyrantScorn.com where it's basically my personal. Personal website. So
5: yeah, that's about it.
1: Cool. So Vic, who are you? Absolutely, what do you go do for it, man. And why do you do it?
5: Um. So I don't really think I have one particular gimmick that I. You know, I say I'm this guy or that guy or I'm the market PVP guy. I think I. I kind of consume Eve content, regardless of where what security sector it is or what it involves. So I like the game because it gives me. It is an MMO which is captivating because there are so many other players out there and the game changes very drastically depending on what those players do. So it's actually a game, which is incredible. There's, there's very few games out there. EVE is a game played against other people in many forms.
1: Interesting. So do you, I'm honestly not familiar and this is probably bad on my part for being a host, but I haven't seen any YouTube videos. I haven't seen podcasts run by yourself as I understand it. You're just a guy who loves EVE, who's experienced quite a bit of it, and you're passionate about it. So now you're running for the CSM, correct me?
5: That is correct. This will be the third time I'm running for CSM.
1: (laughs) Right on. So your choice to run for the CSM, this will sort of segue into Jin's inevitable question, but why do you do it? Why do you keep running? What's so enticing for you?
5: So the one thing I really do want to hammer is players play EVE. And they do a lot of different things. And it's important to have a knowledge of all those things. Now, everyone's knowledge is not going to be complete, so you need a diversity on the CSM. I think that's what CCP really needs is you need representatives who all – you either need 15 or so specialized ones that know one thing and one thing only. And I think that's unhealthy, but it could be done. Or a lot of people that that have a lot of breadth – you know, a lot of spread of knowledge as well as depth. I also think so. I think that would make me uniquely qualified because we played a lot of different aspects of this game. Um, I think I understand a lot what motivates people in terms of why they log in, and I go into that a lot in my CSM post. And I think I, I know, understand a lot of what makes some mechanics work and get the behaviors that they want to pry out of people. And some some beha- some mechanics don't won't ever do that. And they don't have a good chance of doing that. Uh, the the last kind of thing is. I'm not a block candidate, and I think the CSM is too dominated by block candidates, and that's very bad. You want players to speak for players because only players understand the login experience every day. I don't play Jabber online. I don't play Slack online. I don't play Discord online. I play EVE online. Yes, you need all those tools to facilitate the modern eve experience but i think a lot of people who don't physically log in play the game whatever that form that takes whether it's moving minerals whether it's harvesting minerals whether it's shooting other players whether it's planning battles it doesn't matter you need to log into the game physically to be able to speak for players if you're playing like eve strategic level that's a different game entirely almost it doesn't involve the normal day-to-day login out experience
1: that's an interesting point of view, Tyrant. You have some thoughts.
5: <laughs> I, I
3: think, uh, I agree with this guy because, you know, that that's basically how I play the game. It's like I'm 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 using third-party tools, but that's basically because I I'm I'm required to to get my content out in terms of my videos or my podcast. But other than that, I'm a very big supporter. Of having a lot of third-party tools that that we kind of force to use uh, to have them in the game. So what what Vic says about you know uh, be playing Eve online the client, just makes a lot
0: of sense.
1: Interesting, uh, Jim. I think it's not unfair to classify you as a block candidate, given that you represent Promvi Block and certainly you would like to think the rest of EVE as well. What are your thoughts? Uh, in particular, most recently, your computer's been down, so you have not been playing EVE Online. You've been playing watch private Twitch streams <laughs> and trying to FC through a third party. How are your? What are your thoughts on this position? Uh, on this
2: position regarding broad candidates, I, I do actually agree that blocks have too much power in regards to the CSM. This is something I've talked about previously. It's definitely not an opinion shared by the rest of the CSM, um, but I'm of the opinion that it should be one vote per one player, not one vote per one account. I believe that would do a hell of a lot to defuse um, the kind of difference uh, in terms of voting power. But I think you also underestimate just how hard it is to gain uh, the approval of a block unless you are actually the leader of said block.
3: There's, there's also a counter-argument to that because... Uh, Steve Renoken is not a block candidate, and so was Mike Azariah.
5: Yeah, but he a the gimmicks s- which gave them a voice, which gave them a really big voice to the community.
3: Well, you, you know, Steve Renoken, I know that guy from nowhere. Like, he, I've heard him talk on two podcasts, maybe, and you know, so... But Fuzzworks
5: alone but, basically makes every industrialist's life so easy. How could you not vote for him?
3: I, I don't know. I, um... Oh, there you, go.
2: <laughs> you know, at the but... end of the day though like isn't being able to use platforms to communicate with people a a very incredible part of the yeah, csm
4: yeah yeah
3: like mike azariah went on every podcast everybody's podcast basically so you know maybe that maybe that's a good way to reach a lot of people
5: absolutely but i still think in terms of csm should be more players talking for player concern and not alliances getting intel and talking for alliances concerns the alliances completely constructs the players and they should not have voices their own
1: my thoughts would be i'm from what i've heard from what Jin can tell me without breaking through nda about the new code of conduct and sort of the existing uh, paradigm of the culture within the csm as it is I don't really think it's sort of big power blocks sitting back in a smoke-filled room like playing cards and hatching evil plans to take, get an advantage over players or have their block get the most power or what have you. I think there is a lot of... The CSM members who get there, while they may have the supportive of blocks and have some sort of bias to what they try to accomplish there, they're very much interested in the health of the overall game, not just their block.
5: I disagree entirely. I completely mm, and wholesale disagree. And let's I say, think let's, if you if you think that CCP
2: doesn't look at someone yeah. like I don't know for example Bob Bon and I'm using Bob Bon as an example. I should use someone else. Right, uh, right, 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 right.
4: But look uh, at bro. Hyde.
2: If Hyde sit that sat there and argued for a buff to Marauders, do you think CCP would either a completely take this as his like as like a completely unbiased opinion, or b is this the opinion of someone who uses it? regularly and therefore maybe biased towards uh, it, and as such, we should get it's, other it's, input on this. The thing is, this. I
5: agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you and, and I agree with you 100%, but sometimes sometimes it's not about what they are saying, it's about what they're not saying that actually makes them prejudiced. And if I might have a little if I might be able to make an example of, say, siphons, and I understand, posses are going the way of the dinosaur. They're gone. But for two or three years, siphons have been in the game, and they would have been a great, great weapon to fight bigger blocks on their terms and create a ton of content. But I've barely seen any mention of siphons. Because, I, in the, at least in my appraisal, CSM members are completely comfortable, at least a lot of them, with them being completely broken and unfunctional. Because if they were functional and working as they're philosophically intended, that would create massive headaches for the blocks. I think it'd be great. But, obviously, CSM members don't feel that way. Siphons.
3: I've talked to a bunch of people that maintain bosses and get people to siphon uh, some stuff from their boss uh, sometimes. And the way they deal with that is just really easy. They put guns on their boss, they check check out their bosses, you know, maybe once a day or, you know, once a week. And that's how they deal with it. They're, it's not really.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I
2: believe what Vic is talking that's about fine. is the fact that you can detect them using the API in a very that. weird manner.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, okay. Okay, I was. Look, like, if that. these are actively activating their space, great. It's working as intended. But just the fact that the API gives them all the information they need, they need to keep an entirely AFK empire operational. That's ridiculous. And I think just the fact that, I mean, I understand pauses are going away, but to not fix this feature, which would at least give a tool to asymmetric warfare, is is quite frankly, I think, symptomatic and shows you what the syndrome is. It's not just about what the CSM says, it's what what they don't recognize and what they won't express, because they do, in fact, consciously or not, speak for their blocks.
2: Man, I wish everything I mentioned to, that, that was broken to CCP got fixed. That would That's be a fucking too. wondrous world to live in. And quite honestly, <laughs> like <laughs> I think you Overestimate. Well, like basically at the point of CSM ten, um, which was when did when were siphons introduced? They were introduced in like two thousand and fucking thirteen or something, weren't they?
3: Uh, was was it? Was it CSM eight or
2: nine? I think it was CSM. Because... It was CSM eight, I believe. Yeah, and we, we found the original way to detect them, uh, and that was patched in two thousand and halfway through two thousand and fourteen. So at that point you would have almost been yeah that that point you were past the first CSM summit CSM nine so yeah like I would uh, give you that I, but bear in mind that at that point they were talk- they were thinking about the new structure mechanics no I understand I prefaced yeah. my
5: it. I realized just a question of players have players are aware of lots of features which you know maybe they won't get fixed but they should at least be voiced and I think whether people will admit it or not, a lot of CSMs will not voice things that are just happen to be going their way. I mean, any player of EVE should be able to re- instantly realize it's not always what you see that's important, it's what you don't see. Yeah, oh, I've kind heard
2: a lot of people, I, point. It's more of it's. I can see your point, but I think it's more about things that you don't use. Because, I mean, all of the major null blocks have abused things like interceptors, we've abused things like pick roll calls. we've abused things like... Uh, basically every doctrine that's been broken ever. Uh, yeah, but you're only
5: confirming my suspicions here. You don't like the things that you break are fu- you? You want to get fixed, but the things potentially antagonistic entities that want to you know mess with yourself. You don't
2: care no, about. No, it's those just as because much. we don't use them. Like if you don't right, use you something, don't use you don't them, you don't so it
4: doesn't, doesn't voiced.
2: Yeah, I I, I would yeah, agree yeah. with assessment yeah. so, on that. Although I would disagree with your in your um. Implication that it's because we hate your gameplay and hope it dies. <laughs> I think that that is a very negative view on the CSM. Though I will admit that we could use with more voices um, regarding you know mechanics that well, are abused. I definitely agree with that.
3: If I can, if I can. Uh,
4: yeah, final a point on this particular
1: this. bit. Go ahead, Tyrant.
3: Um, like I've spoken to Noobman, and uh, we we just had the um the Wormhole Town Hall that you, you were present, Jintan, uh, where I was a yeah. strong advocate for um, sort of something in between a posh and a citadel. Um, because oh the my. C- Did, the, the didn't citadel, you come
2: to the low-class one as well?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The low-class. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about. And um, the thing is that a Noob Man and the other uh wormhole csms uh live a completely different lifestyle, uh, lifestyle than other people in wormhole space the people that don't have a heart Knox alliance or laser hawks or um so w- whenever they they get on the csm and advocate for citadels how great they are um this is just an example by the way like i i'm not saying this is uh this is 100% true, or black or white, or, or, but, like, it has affected so many things in wormhole space that it's not necessarily good for the entirety of wormhole space, but because the the, the lower class wormhole guys don't get on the CSM, you know, there there's not a voice against it, sort of thing. So I, I get what Vic is saying, because it's it's. It has completely changed my personal play style, and, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody in lower-class wormholes, but it's just a big, big change, and I'm, I'm missing the middleman here, like, gotcha. the, the small guy, like, so I, I, I get Vic's point, definitely. Okay,
1: so, Jin hand, we've left it in the air long enough, ask your question, and let's find the answer. Yeah, Vic.
2: What I'd like to ask is what are you going to do to uh, for the csF what are you going to do to you know help it in some way
5: so again, I consider myself a generalist and I think there needs to be a lot more generalist opinion on the CSM because I think it is a little bit tilted as I said that being said, I think um I understand I mean Okay, so so do before, a you go, before you go on this, uh, you're talking about what
2: you're going to do on the CSM. What I'd like to ask you is what you're going to do for the CSM.
5: Uh, for the CM- CSM, CSM, I will offer opinions which may be contradictory or alternate to their beliefs and at least challenge people to think about other people and the, you know other play styles which don't really coalesce enough to be able to get a megaphone voice.
2: Okay. Do you have any plans for communicating with people uh, or the public? Uh, Do you have any idea of how you would like to get other feedback from other people?
5: See, here's here's the thing. I don't really run a blog. I don't do YouTube videos. And you might say, this is a terrible thing. You're supposed to be a communicator. What are you doing? It's awfully odd to be a communicator without a communication device. I play the game a lot. There, are, there aren't the best tools in game, but you can definitely talk to a lot of people just on TeamSpeak, just on using the in game tools on Discord or Slack. You can definitely get a lot of feedback instantly. There are people that are very close to the things. It's not second or third level kind of, you know, feedback that's boiled up. It's because I'm constantly seeing people playing the game. I am constantly playing the game. And I think there's a lot of the kind of meta feedback that's already boils up into the CSM which is good you need that but there isn't a whole lot of very close to it kind of feedback in my appraisal
3: uh Jinten, let, let let me ask you man what does it even mean to communicate with CSM because i in my experience people always say you know i'm a big communicator blah 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 and then at the end of the end of the the elections they get on and you never hear from them again like, what does it even mean? Like, you're approachable for me, because I'm in the same channels as you are. But are you approachable for everybody else? And, well, and th- yeah, I'd like end- to
2: think that I made myself very available. I've been constantly communicating on every format available, be it Twitter, the EVE Online forums, or Reddit. I've been on every podcast that there is, effectively. Uh, and I am also have led several town halls and round tables uh wherein I in explicitly invited other people to come in and talk to me and discuss their issues and discuss their problems in a constructive manner yeah, yeah, of which that, you that, were a part you know that
3: is definitely something that um, you do very well but I have I haven't seen the other people do the same thing yeah I spoke to a noob, uh, noob man because I approached him but I haven't seen him put in the same effort back like you do, like you contact people. You're constantly out there. I can't. I can't turn on my computer and I see Jintan, and his name everywhere. That, well, that's I mean... the stuff, and that's good. But for the other CSM members, I haven't seen them. I haven't spoken to well, them.
2: You so... have to understand that that is why I'm asking this question. I'm asking. Yeah. You know, are people? What What are your plans for communication? Are you going to work with me? You know, I, I want to I want to bring that as more of a focus in this CSM election.
5: I, I think I would be, a, a, a given a prompt, given a, a agreed upon communication medium, I can be extremely communicative, as anyone who's read my CSM posts can see. I can fill a lot, the, the screen with lots of words very quickly.
2: You're in the, um, you the War Deck one as well? Uh, in the pardon, yes, and, I am in, yeah, fact yeah. in the War Deck. Uh, I believe I've channel. discussed things with you in there before as well. Yes.
1: Alright, so as we round out the interview, um, you want to quickly go ahead, you mentioned your CSM post, you want to tell people how they can find you, where that is, if they want to contact you, how would they go about doing it?
5: Uh, Go ahead and send me an email in-game, that's Vic Jefferson. If you want to go on the CSM forums on the Evo forums, go ahead and post on post, it will get a response and as much detail as I can possibly muster.
1: Gotcha. So, in all fairness, I think it's only proper, and I recognize this may be playing right into Jintan's evil plan, but I think we should ask, Jintan, what would you do for the CSM? Not what have you done? (laughs) Oh god, really? Are you
2: gonna? Absolutely! (laughs) I do actually have plans uh, for this next year's CSM, and you've started to see some of them start uh, come to fruition. I have um, uh, been in long talks with Apothley, who is a very close friend well, of mine. No, hang
1: on, Jim. Hang on, Jim. We're not talking about what you do as a CSM member. We're talking about what we do for the CSM.
2: Yeah, I'm getting to that. Right, I gotta, I gotta right. set the context, my friend. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm going to, I'm going to run a monthly. Uh, Monthly-ish podcast with the CSM to provide more communication um, in a more uh, digestible format, uh, and I'm also looking to provide a better contact, uh, like a list of contact details for people, as I've recognised that it's, it's become very difficult for people to contact the CSM if they don't, you know, know who we are really or uh, what we what areas of the game we focus on. It's not, you know, it's not great if you come to me with some question about the API. Or you go to Steve Leukin, uh with some question about fleet compositions.
1: So, you're looking to provide a means of communication from the CSM down to the player base and a means of contact from the player base up to the CSM?
2: Pretty much. Uh, I've also right got to continue doing what I've done on the CSM.
1: Vic, Tyrant, any roster. thoughts to add? Any questions that you have for Jin?
2: No, no, I think
3: it's great that he's uh, putting himself out there. Like I said, man, you can't turn on your computer and there is there, there he is. Like, I think that's great. I think a lot of other CPSM members should follow his example. So, you know, apart from whether or not you agree with each other, that that's beside the point. But I think a lot of other people need to get their name out there. So I think Jin Tan has got it uh, down in spades, I guess.
1: No, no questions. Questions. Yeah,
5: so, final thoughts? Uh oh, Not really.
2: Okay. Well I'd like to I w I'd like to wish Vic uh, luck on his CSM election and I'd like to wish Tyrant luck on
5: Not running
2: non election. <laughs> yeah, his his non running. I'd like to wish you luck on your non running Tyrant. Good job. You stayed uh, out of this hellhole.
3: Like like here's, here's what I wanted to ask ask you guys basically as as running for the CSM is like do you hate the game so much or do you love the game so much that you really need to take it down a notch so you know running for the CM- CSM has burned out like almost all the other CSM ex-CSM members so this is your way to like get yourself unhooked from, C- uh, C- uh, from Eve Online. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always afraid that like i got so many opinions I'm so you know, busy in, in the community that, you know, why not run for the CSM? But then again, I love the game so much that I'm afraid that it'll burn the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> I, you've you've seen it happen, like, to almost every other ex-CSM member.
2: I mean, I saw it happen to literally three people in this
1: CSM, so yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. Like,
1: Well, we certainly... I mean, we certainly appreciate their sacrifice that they care so much about the game they're willing to put themselves at the very least the risk of that happening
3: yeah or it's the only way to detox yourself or something like that.
4: headline
1: <laughs> indeed so let's wrap things up let's get into the host highlights Alec has an interesting one that unfortunately he had to leave so tune in in a couple weeks for the next episode, you'll get to hear Alex' amazing host highlights. We may even convince him to do two, just to make up for this lack of a highlight this episode. My host highlight is going to be just this morning, waking up at 4 a.m. for an alarm clock op to go and fight some nightmares from Pravi with my AUTZ bros. It was a blast. Flying with AUTZ is always fun. Some great characters there. Killing nightmares. You can never go wrong when you're killing nightmares. And I think the best part about it was I spent... Just about all of my Saturday, sitting down with the rest of our FC team and our Doctrine team, working out exactly how we were going to extract as many Nightmare Killamales as we could. And it worked. Very, very satisfied with what happened. It was worth waking up so early, and I had a blast. Shout out to Pravi for bringing the fight, especially... We were honestly amazed at your lack of AUTZ numbers. Like, I kind of feel bad. We outnumbered you on our own, and then we had NC along. But with your numbers in EUTZ, we honestly expect you to give a bigger turnout, especially given the uh, the amount of hype we heard you're putting out for the app. But in any case, that's my host highlight, Jin. How about yourself? I have been winning EVE lately because
2: my computer's motherboard died as I went around earlier, so I have no highlights, but I did sleep 17 hours today, so that was nice. Whew. Uh,
3: yeah, I I think um uh, the MC uh, hijacked your computer. <laughs> to make it easier
1: for them to we said We were mentioning before the show that MC has a subcontract with some Russian hackers such that whoever we go and invade, the top FC is, boom, computer dead. <laughs> don't have to deal with them. Yep. And we're very carefully monitoring the situation with Jim's PC such that we can time our withdrawal from the area right when he gets up and running again. Would so. it
2: surprise you to learn that I don't actually consider myself the top FC in Providence?
1: No, not really. Okay. I don't think you have that massive an ego, at Jen. Cool. All right, Vic, host highlight.
5: I was out blobs with uh, Rote last week, and uh, with a 30-minute period, we killed two snakes, a Kronos, and a VNI. It's a pretty good record.
1: Nice. So, uh, Rote Capel, good enough for a host highlight, not good enough for a shout-out. Tyrant, your host <laughs> highlight.
4: <laughs> oh, Lord.
3: Um, I had a uh, interesting episode... For my podcast with CCP Guard, so that was a really, uh, really interesting uh, recording session. Was definitely one of my uh, highlights.
4: And when and, will uh, be seeing that?
3: Uh, it's coming out tomorrow, so watch out on CrossingZebras.com for that. And um, it's already up on YouTube. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you can you can listen to it. But I, I think this podcast won't be out before then. So. Other than that, I'm um, having a wonderful time in Wormhole Space killing other people, so that that's a lot of fun, and making a lot of lo- lots of videos about that,
1: so... Alright, on to one of my favorite parts of the show, dramatic readings of region descriptions. I'm leading it off today with Omist, and uh, I'm afraid to say I didn't pre-read this, I'm a bad host, so we're going to have probably a co- couple of flubs over words, but here we go. Out in Omist civilization gives way to survival here it is not one corporation against another it is one tribe fighting in a blood war against another not out of differing ideologies or any higher reasoning it is only for the basis necessities of humanity that men wage war in omist such is the way of life on the frontier's frontier in this dark it is dark brutal and unforgiving in a way, Omis is the rest of the galaxy, distilled down to its most elementary nature. Those who can survive and thrive here seem as untamed gods to those who luxuriate in more civilized space. Jin, Paragon Soul, a region you're quite familiar with.
2: Man, I would not have taken this if I realized that it was going to have two voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it doesn't have two voices. My bad, bad. What the hell is this? It's like an audio diary. What in the hell? Okay.
1: Get on with it.
2: I'm gonna prepare. (laughs) Dearest Helios, I apologize for the tardiness of this message. It seems our host has relocated his research efforts further abroad, making this slave delivery a much longer endeavor. When I asked why, our host assured me that our upcoming tour of the facility would explain everything. I remain skeptical. Regardless, I, return, I promise to return to you soon. Helios! The facilities here are astounding. Our host has assembled a team of the finest minds to bring his dream to life. They have made major strides. The implications of their cranial implant technology alone are dazzling. Helios! Our host introduced what became of the slaves I delivered. The brutes were silent and inert. I tell you, it was as if their very souls had been stripped from them. I will voice my concerns with our hosts tomorrow. Helios, our host had announced the birth of his nation. I sent a communiqué to the Ministry of Internal Order. Helios, I discovered my messages are being blocked. A host never had any intention of sending them. His autonomous, his aut. Fucking hell his automatons are everywhere now their numbers grow their numbers grow by the very day they are watching me my darling wife how i miss you the slaves have been set against everyone not of the nation i survived only by the grace of god the things are slow but efficient i feel i hear their footsteps pass the room regular constant it is only a matter of time I pray God forgive us our terrible transgressions. I love you, Helios. I am sorry that I must break my promise. So, the story of some poor dude getting wrecked by Sanchez Nation because he went there to see <laughs> Kubikai to pit, to pass off slaves. Pretty sound.
1: Alrighty, Tyrant. Rounded out with period basis.
2: Yeah, I... For
3: a non-speaking, a non, non-English-speaking person, I picked the one with the most difficult words. So.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. Get on with it. Come on now.
3: <laughs> Bear with me. When attempting to determine a universal timekeeping standard between regions, one of the factions attempting to make their case came to be known as the. Uh, the what?
1: Arithmetics.
3: Ar Arithmetics. Yeah. I think so, compromised mainly of engineers and physicists, the aromatics sought to use naturally occurring phenomena and mathematical permutations thereof to dictate a pure clock. During this time, the region now known as period basis was an area of intensive research, the regions' inordinately high concentration of pulsars of various frequencies led the physicists to try to find some lowest common denominator amongst the harmonics, or, in the common per- parlance of astronomer Galantus, ho- whole Holzheim, <laughs> sorry guys, a basis from which the shortest period can be. Rigor- rigorously <laughs> calculated with a larger unit of time expressed expressed and multiples of that period. This does not make sense to me once the traditionalists carry carried the day with their historical cons- reconstructions of the earth's standard clock, extensive scientific exploration of the region lapsed in importance. And today, the region's largest number of pulsars and the other stellar phenomena are lar- are largely considered merely uh, curiosity.
4: Man, this Ooh. this, yeah,
3: this, this was the, probably a, a, a lot of diff- difficult words for a non-speaking uh, non- Yeah, non- if I didn't have to hold down person, my push
1: like... to talk, I'd give you a round of applause. Like, Fair enough, my friend. Multilingual on its own, and then to go through that, man, appreciate the effort. Glad having you on, Tyrant. Glad having you on, Vic. Good luck with the CSM elections. Of course, Thanks, if you uh, didn't hear it in the podcast, didn't write it down fast enough where you can contact them, that information should be in the show notes for this podcast. Theory Crafting Corner on Nightmares, coming soon, TM. But that's it, guys. Go to declarationsofwar.com to participate in the show poll and leave a comment. Also, Alec would like me to say that you can join the Capitalist Army. And good hunting, listeners.
5: Like me from previous months, Okay. Total control. Bing bing bong bong bing bing bing. You know what that is, right? Bing. Bing 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 bong
4: bong bing bong bong bing bing bong, bing bong. Bing bing bing, bing. Bong, bong. bong bong bing, bong bing bong
5: bing bong. When do we beat Mexico at the border? They're laughing at us, blah, at bring, our stupidity.
4: Bing. Bing bing bong bong Bing 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 bong.
5: This guy bong, bong, was sweating so badly. Bing, bong, bong wow, it was disgusting. Bong, bong. Hi, this is Ted Cruz calling.
2: I was calling to encourage you to come out and vote on election day.
5: Anybody saw us beating, let's say China? I beat China all the time. Believe me. Hillary has experience, but it's bad experience. And I don't believe that Hillary has the
4: stamina.
5: Well, she looks weak, and she looks
4: ineffective.
3: (laughs) By the way, I hate some of these people, but I'd never kill them. I hate them. (laughs) I will
5: tell you this. Jeb Bush is a low-energy person. What the hell are we doing? Grabbing by the pussy? I think she should be in jail for what she did with her emails. Okay? I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes. When she releases her 33,000 emails that have been deleted, we will... America
4: great again. I'm
5: gonna bomb the shit out of them. It's true. I don't care. I don't care. They've gotta be stopped.